Greg Bull was a beloved minister at the Baptist Church in Crane, Missouri. I didn't know him well, but he was a very well-respected guy, and I liked him a lot. I got him to agree to come in and do a podcast, and I was very surprised to hear just how many miracles he's had going on in his own life, including one involving pancreatic cancer, which, as you know, is one of the most deadly forms of cancer. Let's hear from Greg now. You can find Greg's whole story at dalewileyshow.com, and you can listen to more 15-Minute Miracles at 15minutemiracles.com. So, one of the things that I didn't even know when I started asking you if you'd like to do an interview is, you've had a lot of health issues. Yes. You know, and so I really want to hear about that. Yeah. That was kind of an unexpected chapter for sure. Uh, okay. uh, boy, you're never ready. You, know, it's funny. You know, I, uh, I don't know how many funerals I've done, how many uh, hospital visits I've made, and right. and I've said to myself, you know, I'm going to be there in that hospital bed someday. Sure. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not naive. I know that. I, you know, I'm uh-huh. going to be here. It's going to be my funeral someday. But, I, uh-huh. but you know what? You're still never ready when it hits you. Sure. You still ask, well, where did this come from, and uh-huh. why did this happen? So. Um, uh, a couple years ago, in fact, it was uh, like late summer, September of uh, 2017, uh, uh-huh. I, um, I developed a urinary tract infection, uh-huh. and it, it spiked in 104 fever, and one night, getting up in the middle of the night, I passed out, fell on my face, and I never go to the doctor. I mean, I don't. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just tough it out. But when I fell and I passed out, my wife said, I'm taking you to the ER, and I didn't argue, and and that was providential that I didn't, because uh, they took me in to St. Luke's ER, and they did all the CAT scans head to toe, and they came in and they said, "Uh, well, we see what caused your infection, Mr. Bowl. Uh, You've got a urinary tract infection. It went up into your kidneys and was about nearly septic, Uh and uh, we'd like to keep you, but we'll release you if you promise to take this medicine. But by the way, did you know you have a tumor on your pancreas? Oh, okay. Okay, well, that'll, that'll grab you by the face, Definitely. right? Yeah, that, that gets your attention. That's, that, that is a, one of those things upon which life turns. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was like, uh, you said what? And, uh, <laughs> and he said, yeah, you've got a, you've got a so many centimeter uh, tumor on your pancreas. And I knew that was the beginning of a new chapter for us. And, right. And uh, anyway kind of went through the food chain of doctors you know how they have to refer you here and there what i ultimately needed was a biopsy to determine what kind of cancer was Uh because at at that point it could have even been benign right and so from september of 17th until january 3rd of 2018 i didn't know what kind of cancer i had Uh and you know what not knowing is worse than anything Uh oh yeah but that's what it took to kind of get through the food chain of doctors to get to the biopsy sure and so um, my prayer life improved amazingly through that period of time. <laughs> well, what, uh, tell me about that. You know? So, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you really, you think you're ready to, to die, but I, I think it's good for us to come face-to-face with our mortality from time to time. Sure. Because that kind of helps you prioritize what's really important in life. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you know, what I found is my faith was real. It, uh-huh. it did come to bear in that situation. Um, the Lord was with me and made himself known to me in ways that I never could have imagined. Right. And for that reason, I wouldn't trade having cancer for anything in the world because really? of all the things that I saw. And um, and uh, so 
you know, I came to a peace, and I, I, I think the verse that I kind of, uh, that I think the Lord gave me and, and stuck in my mind was um, to live as Christ and to die uh-huh. as gain. Really? And so basically I said, okay, if I live, if I make it through this, uh-huh. you know, I'm going to live for Christ, and, and I'll be a winner that way. You've already done that. All right? If, <laughs> if, if, if I die, you know what? Everybody has to die sometime. Exactly. And, and, and to die is to be with Christ. So that's even better, Paul said. So either way, I was going to be a winner, and I knew that somehow if, if, if I left the scene, God could take care of me, my family. Sure. Uh, I knew where I was going, and so I, I really developed a supernatural peace, and I came up to the... Um, I came up to the uh, biopsy, and the doctor came in, and I was just by myself in this waiting room, and I could just see the look on his face. It was really down and downcast, and I feared the worst. And he said, yes, you you do have cancer, and we'll send it off to the lab. I mean, they, those guys know even before the sure. lab comes oh, back. Yeah. They can tell the difference between benign and... Right. And, but he didn't know exactly which kind. And so I, I just figured, okay, well, this is it. I've got, you know, six, what is it with pancreatic? About six months, yeah, six months to a year. Much. And uh, we'll, we'll get ready. We'll, we'll do what we can. And I'd sure. already done some things. I'd written out some wills and so forth. And mm-hmm. anyway, so uh, uh, it came back and I had a slower, more rare type oh, wow. of pancreatic cancer that was called neuroendocrine. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it was growing, and it had grown from when they first found it and measured it in September 17. Uh-huh. But it was slower growing, and it had given them time to operate. Okay. So the next God thing is uh, they assigned me a surgeon. Uh-huh. Uh, they assigned me a guy named Lee Cummings. Okay. He teaches at UMKC. He does all of the, the kidney and liver transplants and all of the pancreatic resections, uh-huh. which is what I would need is cutting off a part of my pancreas with the sure. cancer. And I, every doctor would lean over to me uh, and say, if we have surgery, we want him. Sure. So I knew I had, and somehow the Lord had given me the best guy yes, in Kansas good. City. Yeah. And this guy was a believer and he, you know, he, um, he just let me know that, you know, he was a man of faith too. And uh, that, that was comforting. I'm uh, sure it was. You know, he didn't wear it on a sleeve or anything, sure. but he just let me know. And he knew what I did, and he asked me a lot of questions about that and was interested uh-huh. in what I did and so forth. So anyway, had the surgery, was in the hospital five days, uh, went home, had to, you know, give myself shots for about three months in the stomach. <laughs> I'm sure uh, that's fun. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> I love shots. Anyway, it was pretty major. They took off about 40% of my pancreas, uh-huh. and your spleen has to go because it's attached to the end, and so... So anyway, while they're watching that and they're giving me good reports and they're saying, yeah, we think we got it all and we don't see anything more in your blood. Sure. But we're concerned about your prostate. Okay. So I went through that. You know, they assigned me to a urologist and they do the biopsy and sure enough, I've got got prostate cancer. Really? Unrelated to the pancreatic. Oh, wow. But it's just the way it happened to fall. But in a way, it was a blessing. Um, Tell me about that. So... (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, you know, you're like, oh my goodness, here we go again. You know, two cancers in two years. Sure. Um, but, um, you know, they did the biopsy and they said, we believe, you know, based on the size and, and your PSA, my PSA was 16. They wanted four or under. Uh-huh. Uh, we think you have it. And they Well, they verified I did have it, but it was early stage. Uh-huh. I said, okay, I'm a... 56, 57 year old guy. What do you? What would you do if it was you or your right. son? You know. And the guy said, Well, 
You can do radiation or you can do surgical removal. At your age, I would recommend surgical removal. Really? Yeah, because you can't operate later if you do, if you sure. do radiation first. So it takes away an option later. Right. And it uh, tends to be a little more aggressive and takes care of it better. So I did, and that's what I, I had surgery August 23rd of uh, 2019. and. Okay. Pretty quick recovery, and uh, so far all the numbers coming back, the PSAs have been non-detectable, so I'm assuming that, uh, you know, that one's gone too. So Good. I'm, I'm kind of hoping for a quiet 2020, <laughs> although they did discover my cholesterol's out of whack and, and uh, blood pressure's a little high, but uh, I think we can manage that one. Well, but, but, you know, the, the thing, just to back up a little bit, is my wife had been a teacher before I developed the pancreatic. Uh -huh. and I could never get on her insurance. So as a self-employed minister, I always had to go out and purchase my insurance. Uh -huh. And it was just going out of sight. It was 164 sure. when I came in 2013, and it had worked its way up to 550 a month, wow. you know. By, and, and then Terry got this job with MFA Oil and Propane. Excellent, you know, benefits. Uh -huh. I could get on her insurance really, really, really inexpensive and great, wow. great coverage, you know. And so, you know, we just look back, and that's just one, one more thing God took care sure. of, that, that we had this incredible policy in place that just didn't ask any questions or anything, any concerns <laughs> about pre-existing. They, they just pay it. We, awesome. we pay our, you know, premium, and they pay the hospital. And, and uh, so we've barely been out, you know, anything out of pocket. Well, and, you know, that's kind of one of those things. How do you not develop something like a poor me mentality? Well, I mean, everybody's got a choice, and I, I've I never, I've never been wired that way. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm kind of a fighter and competitive personality, sure. and then my faith tells me not to do that, uh, right. to to keep hope and to keep looking up. And as I said, I, I clung to that verse: "To live as Christ, to die as gain." I'm yes. a win. I'm a winner either way. Exactly. And um, you know, wasn't anything I was facing that wasn't common to all people that somebody else hadn't faced. So, you know, you can do the poor me and and uh, and get down, but it doesn't doesn't help anybody. That's not a thing. And and honestly, um, you know, it's interesting how, uh, as I said, you know, you, you don't really know how well your faith works until it's tested, and that's sure. and that's kind of what I saw was it it kicked in. It was real. It it helped. It comforted me. It. I, 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 you know, if you look for God, he's there, Yeah. you know, uh, and there were just so many little things along the way, some funny stories, you know, uh, I remember, uh, Tanya Utsler, Tanya uh -huh. Edwards. Sure. Uh, she, um, she called me after she heard I had, um, uh, pancreatic and she said, Greg, just, you know, she had been through cancer herself and, uh -huh. and, uh, had a lot of treatment and a lot of chemo and stuff. She said, God's going to show up. He's going to make himself known in some way. And I, I kind of heard her, but, you know, it's just like, yeah, you know, yeah. Sure. But you know what? I had my blood work done the next day in preparation for my surgery. Uh -huh. My blood type was B positive. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately, the Lord reminded me of what she said. And I thought, okay, there it is. Yeah. And then the, the other funny thing was uh, af I was in the hospital the second day, the day after the surgery in St. Luke's down on the plaza. Uh -huh. And I'm, I'm up walking. I didn't know that was unusual. Yeah. And so I walked by this young nurse, and she goes, don't I know you? Uh -huh. And I said, 
no, I don't think so. Are you from this area? And she goes, no, I'm from Springfield. And I said, well, I, I used to pastor at Crane, and I went to Springfield a lot. She said, that's it. She said, you were my grandparents' pastor. Really? Bill and Janet Law. It, oh, it was yeah. It was Jill's daughter. Oh, wow. And, oh, cool. uh, you know, Aaron already lives in Kansas City, yes. and I stay in touch with Aaron. And uh, it was uh, it was Jill's daughter who had been a nurse at Springfield, but transferred to Kansas City. And I uh -huh. thought, what are the odds? Oh yeah. This was a you know eight floor hospital, uh -huh. you know gazillion people during right. flu season, full sure. up. <laughs> and I'm walking down the hallway on the sixth floor, and a young nurse says, "Don't I know you? Yeah. What are the odds of that?" Exactly. So there's a God thing. Yeah. And then she says, she shocks me. She goes, uh, she says. Uh, you know, you're all the talk of the doctors and nurses on this floor. And I said, no, really? You know, <laughs> like what? Good, yeah. bad, you know, like what do you mean? And she goes, no, it's all good. She said, no one is ever up walking the day after this surgery. Really? She said, most people go to ICU, but they didn't have an ICU room, so they put you on a regular floor. <laughs> no one ever goes to a regular floor. Right. And no one is ever up walking the day after this surgery. And right. you're up walking the halls briskly. Yeah. And she said, they're amazed. She said, most people are only setting up on the edge of the bed on the third day. Sure. And so I knew that God was healing me. I knew right. that he was taking care of me. And the surgeon had done a phenomenal job, and he'd given me the surgeon. And, uh, and, and that was just an affirmation that, right. you know, I wasn't just doing this alone. Right. God was there and he, he had his people in place, you know? Uh, and so whenever you realize that it makes, makes things a lot easier. Well, and I'm not an expert, but you look good. Feel good. You know? Yep. No. You are good. No, life's know? good. Good. <laughs> you know, um, love where I work, um, uh, doing, doing well, enjoying the ministry I have and, you know, we serve about 140 churches, and I do uh, any number of things. The big thing I do is help churches that are declining or struggling. Romans 8.28 tells us, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. No better message says what Greg Bull has been through and what he's endured than that message. His message is being furthered by his devotion. He is another example of a 15-minute miracle. Go to 15-Minute Miracles to hear the short version. Go to dalewileyshow.com to hear the long version. And if you only learn one thing from today, that thing is be the miracle.